Hello and welcome to series two of my podcast, Innovation, where we get to hear stories and experiences of incredible women in science and technology. Not only will you get some insights into some fascinating innovation, but you may also even relate to their stories, especially if you're a little unconventional or non-conforming. As with all science and technology, what these women do for a living has a real impact on all of our lives and we don't often realise it. But here on Innovation, I'm also giving women a platform for them to be heard and for us to be inspired and uplifted by what they've learned along their life's journeys, both personally and professionally. This week, I talked to Annetta Dowling, a machine learning engineer. My name is Annetta Dowling and I'm a machine learning engineer with a master's degree in automation and computer engineering. And yeah, in my free time, I also do uh, modeling and also um, I love traveling so I kind of combine all these three together <laughs> and yeah that's what I do. How has it been trying to combine three quite like or seemingly different interests? Um, it's actually been quite easy not gonna lie it's kind of I know it sounds like like what's going on in your head like how can you combine these three things but I'm really lucky to have a chance like because my work allows me to work from anywhere. So I have a chance to actually do my work and after work I just explore and see new places and get to meet new people. And uh, yeah, and then whenever I have a free time and opportunity, I have some modeling job, which is also kind of, exp- it's nice to have like something refreshing because on a daily basis, I kind of break my brain, you know, and then to have something completely different where you like switch your brain off and, you know, do those kind of things. It just, it's nice. It kind of keeps me sane. Well, let's take each thing one by one. Like, what do yeah. you do um, engineering wise? Like, what, what is your focus? I'm currently... Uh, working on a dental dev lab, which is a quality assurance company. And I develop uh, machine learning solutions for uh, audio and video quality testing. So it kind of analyzes the video quality and audio quality. So that's what I do. So on a daily basis, I develop deep learning models for image quality solutions. Why did you decide to go into something like that? Oh, it's actually a funny story. Um, Yeah, so I first, before I chose to study engineering, I was kind of a bit lost because when I was studying at school, I was like, oh, you know, I was taught to be good at everything. You know, you have to be good at everything. And when the time came and I was like, oh, you know, I have to decide what I'm going to do next. And I was like, but what am I good at? Like, and, and then I was confused because I was used to being good at everything. And we have to choose the one specific area. I'm like, I don't know. I was confused. And then, uh, yeah, and then I realized, I was like, you know, if I can, I had that mindset. I was like, I can achieve anything I set my mind to. So I started looking into programs at university because I knew I want to have a degree and it kind of like I started 
to look at things like, oh, I don't like this, I don't like that, I don't see myself doing this. And then I, I found like a program at university which called uh, automated, uh, Automation and Computer Engineering. And I was like, wow, this is interesting. That's something I could try to do. And actually my brother is a developer too. So I contacted him, I was like, hey, like, what do you think of this? He was like, go for it. And I was like, but, but I wasn't sure if that was for me. But I was like, okay, I might as well try because I grew up with kind of that kind of mindset, like I can, I can do this. And uh, my parents also raised me like, um, that you know, you have to work for everything you want to achieve. And um, yeah, so I started studying and I was like so excited to go and learn programming, but it kind of went away really fast because, you know, it, it's not that glamorous. It's not that easy as people like say these things. I, I see now YouTube videos. Oh, you watch one YouTube video, you can land a job in tech. It's, you know, they kind of make it easy. And then I kind of realized like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't think this is for me, but then, uh, I went to London and um, uh, it was uh, in Science Museum. There was robot exhibition. It kind of just happened to be there. I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. So I just went there and I saw SoftBank robotic robot named Pepper and it completely blew me away. I was like, I love this robot. I love, I love like, you know, how it analyzes people's movements and everything. And I was like, I told myself, I was like, I don't care what I do. I don't care if I will get my degree. I don't care where I end up but I will program that robot one day and I had that kind of mindset and it kept me going and when told I told that to other people they're like what are you talking about like where are you get that get that robot like come on stop dreaming just be realistic and I didn't have like I didn't stop it there I was like no I'm gonna do this someday and uh, funny enough now like five four years later I actually got get to program that robot so it actually came true uh, but yeah, so kind of like just me going to random exhibition kind of kept me going. So, and then I realized like I'm passionate, like I'm curious about artificial intelligence. I also had, during my bachelor's, I had a course in there. So I learned the math and like how like it works, but I didn't have practical knowledge. So I was like, okay, it's, I have to learn more about it. So I started studying on my own. And then at the time where I had to uh, write my bachelor's paper, I was like, I wanna program social robot. I've never done it, never done it. I was like, but I wanna do it. So, and then I found a professor who would, uh, who would like guide me. And I told him, I was like, okay, I want to program like social robots. And he was like, oh, you know, we have one, but it's not really good. Like people have tried to like make it work, but it just doesn't. And I was like, no, I still want to. It was like, you know, I can just give you like webcam and like Raspberry Pi and you can just connect those two. It's gonna be something similar. I was like, no, no, no. I want to program something like real, like social robot. He was like, you know what? Take this robot, you have two weeks, make it work. If it goes, it goes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And surprisingly, I, I made it work. And I did, I'd like, I tried to like work for it. Like, I don't know, it was like I started early in the morning until 
midnight every day it was like really hard work to to like achieve that but somehow I did it and then um, and and then yeah it just was like uh, yeah so and then I decided I want to uh, go further and uh, applied for my master's degree and um, but when I was sitting for my bachelor's degree I was so focused on passing my exams doing like just being good academically but I wasn't that I didn't have much time to actually get like practical knowledge as much you know apart from university so I was mostly focused on that and and when I studied for my master's degree I realized you know what like I get to you know I I should do something real like I have to build solutions and that's where I completely switched my outlook on programming on on what I want to do and I started to uh, come up with like solutions that I wanted to build and somehow build my portfolio that way so I went from having no practical experience to having lots of practical experience I need to look at what social robotics is because I've never really heard of that oh it's mostly um you know robots that are mostly in um that like are helping people, but in a social sector, uh, like for example, like um, there are robots that uh, uh, help you like to look up stuff, for example, oh, like where's the t-shirt section and it takes you there or that just in banks like communicates, oh, hey, what are you here for? And it's mostly like that complex human robot interaction. That's what I'm, that, that's what got me into artificial intelligence mm. so yeah it's the social robotics it's mostly about human and robot interaction and how to like make these conversations and yeah so that's that's mostly what got me into this mess <laughs> how did the modeling end up in the frame um I was actually yeah I started modeling and as a teenager and my dream was to, yeah, work in fashion shows and all that. And somehow I was so focused on that that my grades started going a bit down. And at some point I caught myself, I was like, I was like, you know what? Like, I think you can do something, something else. Like, you know, it wasn't like fulfilling me fully. So I kind of switched my mindset and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna focus on my education. I want to get my education and then if modeling somehow will end up being in my future you know it's going to be fine but if it doesn't it doesn't and I told myself I was like it's it's fine like I, so I just switched and focused on my education and and then somehow modeling just keeps popping up and, <laughs> and just, why, why did you decide to make that decision because um Often modeling can be uh, quite, um, it's like a short window of opportunity. Like, you know, it can be very short-lived and it's often much more lucrative the younger you are, I guess. Um, so yeah. why driving you to actually focus more on your education? It was mostly because I wanted to, I needed that safety 
because I knew that, you know, modeling, yeah, as you mentioned before, it's short-lived. So I was like, I need to have something that I know that, you know, I have a backup plan, as you say. But then kind of realized that I, it's going to be my main focus and modeling is just as a hobby. I was like, I can keep it as a hobby because it's good, you know, you can have a hobby that brings some kind of income as well. Yeah. So you don't pour money into and it just... Right. And how does it yeah. work with combining engineering with modeling? Have you found that um, the, they've interfered with each other somehow? Actually, they kind of have. It's At first, I didn't really think about it that much when I, you know, switched to engineering. Um, but when I started, like, studying engineering, I noticed that uh, people were looking at me, like other students were looking at me, but like especially guys were looking at me like, what are you doing here? Because, you know, I just like to dress up and I like to look pretty for myself. But I still remember the first time I was sitting, like it was in one of the first weeks at university and um, it was a physics class. And I was sitting and guy in front of me, he turned to me, he was like, what are you doing here? And I was like, what do you mean? I was like, I'm in physics class. Like, what do you mean? He was like, no, I'm asking because you just don't belong here. And I was like, um, I think I'm the one to decide where I belong and where I don't belong. And that kind of threw me off. I was not ready for this because I thought, you know, Everyone can be engineer. You can be anything you want if you set your mind to it. But I never thought that I would experience that kind of response. Um, so I kind of realized that, you know, because of the way you look, it kind of, you know, people make assumptions about you, like what you can do, what you cannot do. And so for me, it actually was a bit harder. I had to work harder to prove my knowledge at some point. Like I had to. It's like, yeah, it just kind of goes that way. But now with my work, um, it's actually a bit different from university because at my work, everyone's really welcoming. I've, I don't have any problems with, with how I look. And it actually seems good because I can work for PR for the company, you know? So it's... Um, you know, I don't know... That kind of animosity um, from guys um, or just people when you have brains and beauty um, can often mean that you're not given opportunities because people are kind of jealous, basically. Um, have you experienced that kind of jealousy um, where you're literally having doors slammed in your face um, and if so, how have you dealt with it? I've had that kind of, not really that kind of experience. Mostly my bad experience was from other students, not from really professors. Um, it was mostly, I knew like some professors looked at me, you know, like, what is she doing here? <laughs> but it was mostly like other students. They were like, um, is this, are you sure this is for you? Or they would like kind of make, me want to doubt myself 
because even when I got my bachelor's degree in engineering, I still got asked from, I still remember like some of the students were like, so are you sure you're ready to pursue this? Like, are you really gonna go in there? And I was like, well, I suffered all these years to get my degree. I was like, I'm not throwing it away. Uh, but I actually, I had a great professor. She's actually a big inspiration of mine because she's also young, successful, good looking. And she saw how hard I worked for what I wanted. And she was the one for my master's. When I was studying for my master's degree, she was like, hey, like, you know, uh, like other professors asked me, like, we have a project coming up. Like, would you be interested in joining? And that's how I got like my first experience. She was like, oh, I see you're interested. And she would help me actually. So, but it wasn't because of my looks. It was just the way I was as a person. Um, but yeah, but I also have like experience where I had one of the hardest exams in my bachelor's and I, I like signed in my paper and professor gave me a card that said, oh, like we're looking for a secretary. Like, would you want to work there? And I was like, I literally just, I'm writing like really hard exam. I'm like, and like, you see me as a secretary? Uh, but I didn't know, was it because I don't know, I don't know what the professor's thought behind it was. Maybe it was just, he thought that I'm hardworking and, he thought I'm reliable. That's why he offered the job. Or was it because I was a girl? I don't know. I, I, I'm trying not to make assumptions, but it just felt a bit like questionable. Yeah. I mean, I must say, um, it sounds like you've had uh, your fair share of um, people not believing in you. Um, yeah you having to prove yourself purely because of your packaging um having gone through those experiences what has um pushed you through them like looking back um what have you learned what have you taken away from those bad experiences that you can share with other people because this really is about self-belief um, so what wisdom do you have about your own self-belief now? Like, um, when I first had to come, you know, when I first had these experience, um, it literally impacted me a lot. Like I started to really doubt myself. And, you know, like when one person says, you know, stuff like, oh, are you sure this is for you? okay, it's, it's fine, but when multiple people keep asking you about this and thinking like that you're here, like, I don't know, studying engineering to, as the joke was, oh, are you here to find a rich husband? Um, it kind of, I'm not going to lie, it just, it, it, it wasn't, you know, an experience. But then I realized, you know what, like, those people don't know me. Like, they don't know me. And what kept me going is my passion for artificial intelligence specifically. I was like, I know I can do this. I know this is something I want to achieve. And it doesn't matter if, you know, random people believe in me or not. What matters is if I believe in myself. So I just kept that kind of mindset and I just mostly, 
that's why I, I am like that. I just, I'm my own cheerleader. Let's just say that. Oh, <laughs> so it's that. important to, yeah, it's important to not lose that because people will doubt you. And it's just most important thing is for you to not lose the confidence and the belief in yourself. So you described your lecturer who has been an inspiration to you as someone that chose you chose for you to join a project because of your character. What is yeah. your character like? Um, how would you describe yourself um, in terms of why you are a good fit for um, the world of AI? I would say that the first things like most important thing for me is about me is that um, I'm willing to learn I'm a fast learner and I don't give up easy because if I because you know in programming like you 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 know nothing smoothly at first you have to keep going keep going and I just and she would just yeah always see that I would never stop if I have a like something's not working, I will always come up with new things, how to fix things, just, and, and yeah, and I would never give up. And I had the, also the things that I always try to look at any problem, any like uh, project or task, a bit outside of the box. Like, for example, if I was asked to do one thing, I'd always be like, oh, you know what, you can improve this, also adding this, this could be a great addition. So I always had that kind of mindset that, you know, do more than they ask you to do. And uh, I think, yeah, those were the main, and also like I'm, I'm reliable and like, you know, like I knew she could uh, trust me. And I knew like when she suggested other people to work with me that she wouldn't have to worry like how it's gonna end up, is she gonna, you know, make me look bad for suggesting her. So I think that's, that's really important. Yeah. I mean, you're lucky because you have um, a great education, great qualifications, and you've been blessed with good looks that allow you to be in the modeling world and the world of fashion. Um, I guess some people might wonder um, why you don't focus on both. I mean, I asked that question knowing exactly why you would want to be involved in both. Because, I mean, you know, if you've got the opportunity to dabble in different industries, why wouldn't you? But I guess my question would be for those people who are kind of, really skeptical and are saying, why don't you just focus on AI? Because that's the future. It's going to help lots of people. Whereas modeling is kind of, it's not going to change the world, you know? Like what response would you have to those kinds of perspectives? Yeah, to me, um, I've, I, um, I don't know, modeling is kind of like, I don't know, it's like my escape my statement. So um, obviously my main focus currently is developing AI solutions and becoming better and better and better. But um, I don't think, you know, we, like 
I don't think any person can be put in just one box, you know, just sit there and do one thing. I'm more like, you know what, I can do many things at the same time and be good at all. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, for me, it's modeling is just something I do for myself, for kind of like for fun, just also to, you know, like have something different to not like to have this just one one thing I do like because you know when I sit on my by my laptop every day I just sometimes just want to do completely different and while I you know still can do both then why not do both once I get you know older and you know then I can just focus on one just how no. if what's What's really inspiring about you is that you clearly work very, very hard and actually you have set yourself very high standards. Um, it doesn't sound like you're driven by someone or people. It sounds like you drive yourself. You want the best for you. And I think in talking to you, that is what has come across as being most inspiring about you is that you're doing all of this because you just want to live a very full life and contribute in all the ways that you can contribute. Um, and I think that's just, that's so empowered because um, I think we live in a world where not everyone has the same opportunities, not everyone um, has access to um education or you know is able to um sort of really uh experience lots of different aspects um of life in the way that you are able to and I think what I'm inspired by by talking to you today is just hearing your um humility in in saying you know I have these opportunities I don't know if they'll last but while I have them, I want to work really hard and do my best and we'll see what, what happens with that. Um, yeah, and, and, and when I hear you speak in that way, I just, um, I just really want the best for you because I just think that's such a smart way to approach life. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like I've, uh, I feel like I, I, you know, when you have a conversation with someone and you just feel very uplifted by their perspective, I've definitely experienced that by talking to you today because, um, you know, someone who has brains and beauty could maybe be a little bit kind of smug or arrogant, but you don't have any of that. You just have this real air of um, someone that just wants to work hard. Uh, does that summarize you? Would you say? <laughs> Actually, yeah, I would say it perfectly summarizes me because I never looked at myself like as, I don't know, typical pretty girl. Because when I grew up, I was just like, you know, I, I never thought of myself like that. I always think, oh, you know, um, because I had red hair, you know, and red hairs, redheads don't get the easiest time at high school and, you know, in school in general. And, um, I never considered myself like, oh, so really beautiful or any of that. I've always been like, you know, I'm just 
it doesn't matter how I look. It's just I, can, I really can't do much about it, but I can do, I love what's going on in my brain. And in my life, like I just, I have that mindset. If opportunity comes, just take it. If you don't know, like if you don't know if you're going to succeed or whatever, you will figure it out on your way. Because that's how I actually got most of my real experience and hands-on projects because I've worked, I've, I built websites, I built applications, I, I even did game development. I did so many things. Have I had previous knowledge in that? Absolutely not. I even taught um, two courses at my university for bachelors when I was still doing my master's. Did I have any clue what I was doing when I, I got offered that opportunity? Absolutely not. I was frightened. I was like, no, no, no. I was like, I don't think I can do this. But then I was like, you know what? Might as well try. If I fail, it's okay. Everyone fails. But if I succeed, good, even better. I will have something to put in my CV. So that's how I looked at things. And I realized that in life, you just have to take things like easy. You don't have to overthink as much. Just take the opportunity. And yeah, because at first, like when I started, opportunities weren't coming to me. So I realized I have to create them. And once you start creating your opportunities, then other opportunities will come. So that's what I suggest everyone, because so many people ask me, oh, how do you enjoy, like, how do you start your career in tech and everything? Like, no one wants to hire me. Like, if no one wants to hire you, then you, like, build your own portfolio. What are you passionate about? Do that. And then see where it's going. And that's my outlook. What are your plans for the future? Like, what are your short to medium term goals? Like, do you want a massive career in AI? Or are you actually dreaming of a massive career in um, modeling and fashion? Or maybe both? I'm still, like, my main focus is still machine learning and artificial intelligence. And um, yeah, since I mostly work with computer vision, I would love to work with self-driving cars or even self-driving planes. That's, that's something that I'm really, really passionate about. And also if I get the chance to do social robotics, um, that's also would be amazing. Uh, but yeah, I'm mostly focused on, on building myself up and building my knowledge and yeah just trying to get everything I can from life and regarding modeling um, since I love traveling I would love to meet more people and have collaborations as well but it's still like if the opportunity modeling will come I will take it <laughs> for as long as I can you know do both and also um, yeah I've been really quiet about what I do for a really long time because I was a bit shy to share my knowledge and not like share my knowledge I was just mostly I was thinking oh would people really be interested in that so lately I've started sharing a lot of tips a lot of um, uh, a lot of tips how to join tech and also like you know just informing people about artificial intelligence, about its advantages and disadvantages and my social media. So just to kind of have 
that because I know people like to know more about it. And if they can look at my photos and get some knowledge as well, then why not? Well, you are a true inspiration. Um, it's amazing to see you in person, actually. Well, why is that in person? I mean, on Zoom. Because um, yeah. I think it's so important to see that people like you exist, people who are doing the engineering, they're beautiful, they're grabbing life by the horns, as they say. Um, I think when, when, when you embody that and you're actually living that, it can be so much more inspiring than kind of just um, kind of imagining that there are role models out there that are really trying to live life to the fullest. So it's been really empowering and inspiring to, to see just how hard you're working in so many different areas of life. And um, I look forward to following you and continuing to see how your journey unfolds. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's been really nice talking to you and sharing my experience. And it's really nice to be heard because I know like there's, even though there's uh, now more and more females joining engineering, there's still a lot of this, this misconception that you know you have to look a certain way, you have to be a certain way to be a good engineer. But in reality, you know that's that's not how it is. Like you can you can literally do anything and be a good engineer. So it's it just yeah, but it's it's been harder to to show that to other people who still have that mindset. So I think. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to break break these assumptions, and uh, hopefully more girls will uh, want to join tech and want to be an become an engineer because we actually got this. We can do this. Thanks for listening, and please do subscribe to this podcast and maybe even rate and review it if you can. The more ratings and reviews, then the more interest from those trusty algorithms, which could help to increase the reach of this show. And you can watch the video recording of this conversation on YouTube on my new series called Esteemed. It's all about self-discovery, self-evolution and inclusivity on innovation. Let's all strive to be in the best versions of ourselves and celebrate others being themselves too. As always, be kind and loving, and I wish you all a great week.